Good evening, Boston. Welcome to BNN News. I'm Faith Amaphidon. Thanks for tuning in. Last Saturday, a star-studded and well-dressed evening awaited Skippy White to celebrate his storied career uplifting black music in Boston. And many musical greats showed up and out at Florian Hall for the occasion. Skippy White fans came for the legend, but stayed for the party. The energy was explosive last Saturday in Dorchester's Florian Hall. Music heads dressed to impress had an evening with Skippy White, musical tribute to a living legend. And they weren't shy to hit the dance floor when the rhythms called out to them. It was easy to see why with a talented lineup of singers spanning from gospel, soul, to rhythm and blues, handpicked by the Just Hummet man himself. Delivering Skippy White's flowers through song, performers showed their love, each of them having a special connection to the music connoisseur. I grew up here in Boston, and uh, my parents... Uh, shopped at Skippy White's all the time for for music because we we would have the weekend uh, fish fries and you know and a lot of company and those were the good old days I remember. Skippy you're looking good man and I want you to know ever since I was a boy you always looked out for me and I love you. I've known Skippy since I was a little kid uh, when he used to have his record stop shop at uh, corner of Washington Street Northampton back when the orange line was up in the air. So we go back a long time. He's always been there for me when I needed some gospel music or rhythm and blues and uh, even some jazz. But he's always been good to me over the years, so it's an honor to be here tonight. For 63 years, Skippy White shared black music, first on wild AM radio waves, followed by his iconic record stores throughout the city. Anyone who has crossed paths with Skippy is grateful for his dedication. One thing, I, nah, I'm not bragging now. But one thing that set me apart at the record store level from other stores is that when the door opened and the customer walked in, I greeted them, shook their hand, made them feel welcome because they were part of the family then. It wasn't just that you were a customer and I wasn't looking to sell you something. It was that you were another friend. The music is medicine. And for him to be the, the flag waver for black music here in Boston and to, to make sure that everybody got it in the community, is that's, that's what makes everybody want to be here to, to support and show love to him because um, that music has kept us alive through, through all of the craziness that we've gone through as a people, as a country. Um, the, the one constant is the, is the healing power of the music. And so I'm, I'm really, really grateful to be a part of that. For a man who has brought joy to so many for so long, what can we say? What a man, what a man, what a man. Yes, he is. Oh, Skippy White will shine brighter than ever. Because not, not too many people don't know about him. 
and they they love him and I met him in person um, and I think the world of him he's a great guy Skippy I just want to thank him for his history of of loving this music first and deciding that he wanted to actually uh, let the world hear this music through his radio show and through his record stores selling the music he helped to to push this music out to the world This week, BPS students gathered at Charleston High School to finish a music video with Fresh Films, a national mentorship program for young people interested in filmmaking. The organization seeks to bring equity to a growing film industry through hands-on production experience and exposure. Here's what they're working on. Some high school students would be content to sit around on a summer day taking it easy. But this group of Boston teens is following a passion which just might turn out to be a career. It's really important that we engage young people in learning about film and television, right? They're all on TikTok, they're all on YouTube watching. If we can turn them into creators and collaborators, there are future storytellers, they're diverse storytellers, but also there's growing jobs in this sector. There's more film and TV being done in, in Massachusetts. There's more social media videos by corporations and nonprofits. And so we need to engage our younger generation in becoming ready for those jobs of the future. For nearly 20 years, Fresh Films has been engaging young people in learning video production skills in the greater Boston area by connecting them with industry professionals. For the past five weeks, a diverse group of BPS students have blended their sensibilities to set free their imaginations. Creativity can show so much, and just waking up in the morning and thinking about, oh, I'm shooting this, this scene today, and kind of thinking about the creative process behind it and seeing what they, as the actors, can do with the creative process and directors can do with the creative process. It kind of, it kind of drives me to, to, to learn and from them, to learn from them and to, to see more. Last time we went to the New England studios, I met a real life, I think he's a director or something. I met him, I went to Roku, mm -hmm. I met bigger people who are into the industry more. So I feel like it would be good to be working with them. And somebody from Roku too told me that I have this great initiative to learn and it made me more eager to connect with them and stay in the industry. Many of these students had their first brush with video production during the pandemic, creating their own personal projects for YouTube before working together at Fresh Films in acting, directing, editing, and production roles. I first made my, my like a short film kind of when I was a child during quarantine with my friends. We made a script, we like filmed it, and then when we came, I came here. I got more of like an experience of like working with like everyone instead of just like me and a director and a few actors. So it was basically, it was more for me to like see like other things, how how it can be like on the set and how just like working with more of a group can make it much easier than just being like four or five people. For me, working with a team, I feel like it's more easier than hard because you have more hands. They, I, have, I always listen to this adage that say, two heads is better than one. So you have a big group to work with. So you just have to learn to tolerate and adapt. Under the guidance of Fresh Films mentors, often alums of the program, students have made short films, docs, and music videos over the course of the summer's paid internship. 
They're walking away empowered by their creative abilities and the potential for film. Films inspired a lot of people. You know, it inspired us to be who we want to be. We can probably sitting down, watching something on the TV or in the movie, like, I want to be that guy one day, or this inspired me to do this. And it may not be what we want at first, but it's one of the steps that lead us to who we are. Because at some point, each and every one of us have seen a film or a show that we really liked that inspired us to be who we are. So without that, I feel like it just lose that spark. Last week, we aired a portion of the 617 Peak interview with founder and Santa Cruz Warriors NBA player Akena Aduba and Amanda Shea, arts and culture educator. A nonprofit arts organization, 617 Peak encourages young people to express themselves and find their voice. They promote literacy and creativity while partnering with local artist educators, including Amanda Shea, Etche Zona, Avenue, Funeral Aunt Bell, and Venn. This week, we're happy to show you the full-length interview on the work being done at 617 Peak and how the group hopes to influence the next generation of artists, writers, musicians, and filmmakers. So we're here to talk about 617 Peak, your nonprofit organization. It's such an incredible name. Can you tell us a little bit about the history behind the name? How did you come up with that? Uh, the name started really from wanting proper representation of Boston in the inner city. And so that's where you get the, like, it's more of a peek into the city. And then our slogan is using your voice to reach new heights. And that's what we do through uh, using our, you know, our platforms, our, our voices and helping the students to know um, and understand, I guess, uh, the best parts about the city and sharing their story. And so that's kind of how the name came about. All right, wonderful. And 617 Peak has been around since 2018. Uh, what led you to create the organization and what growth have you had since you started? I think growing up in the city, there was a lot of stories that were untold. And I think there weren't spaces, at least growing up for me, that I think uh, some of my friends, uh, my family felt comfortable sharing those stories. And a lot of situations in the city led, uh, you know, um, I guess for better, lack of better words, um, people didn't know how to communicate properly. And part of that was because there's so much going on in the city. And so I wanted to create a space for that um, with youth in the city. So, you know, as they get older, right, we have youth that know how to communicate and know how to solve problems effectively. Hmm. And Amanda, I'd love to bring you into the conversation. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your work at the organization? I am the arts and culture educator at Six and Seven Peak. I've been with them, we just decided, three years? Three years. Three yeah. years. It doesn't even feel like it. Yeah. Um, it is an amazing nonprofit organization. What, the work that we're doing with these kids is absolutely incredible, and it actually feeds me more than what I do with these kids, I feel like, sometimes. And speaking of uh, the students, uh, who are the communities that you serve? Uh, we have students range, I mean, it's the greater Boston area, but actually I take that back. It's more of the inner city, honestly. We have students from uh, Rosendale, High Park, Roxbury, Dorchester, Mattapan. Um, am I missing any? Um, I think that's most of the inner city, that's where our students come from. And um, something that's so impressive, uh, you're, so, you're so young, you're 25, you are a professional athlete, you uh, basketball player with the Santa Cruz Warriors. Um, how does your perspective help you lead and inspire the young people in a path towards success? Uh, for me, I think I, I'm influenced by the people around me and inspired mm -hmm. by them. And so growing up, 
I looked up to a lot of the professional, a lot of the best basketball players in the area, right, since I was probably 10, 11 years old. And I saw the influence that they had on me. And then I went into, um, I guess, you know, pursuing my goals and being able to achieve that. And I've, I was realizing that art was a big piece of that, whether or not I believed it. I went to uh, transfer from a, a line academy to a prep school named uh, Brooks School. And they kind of exposed me more so to the arts. And I want to say exposing, but gave me more time, right? Going from a public school to a private school, I was allowed um, just more resources and, and more time to work on the things that I didn't um, pay attention to. And I knew that there's so many students like that in the city, because I had so many friends who may have not been blessed with like athletic ability, but they were a tremendous um, artists, painters, singers, rappers. And that was something I knew that if I got into a position where um, people looked up to me or as I was in a, I was in a uh, position that they would want to be in, I would use my, you know, whatever kind of resources I have to help give back, because I know it's important. And at the end of the day, if you can impact one person, I think it, it matters. And so the stories I have been receiving from the students that have been in the program help me on a day-to-day -day basis, whether you know they believe it or not, but it does. Using your voice to reach new heights is the, the mantra of 617 Peak. Can you talk a little bit about the connection between art and activism and why it's so important to teach young people to express themselves? I think in our community, again, we, we want our kids to, our students to be able to communicate effectively. That's a skill. And I think when you look at the connecting factors like music, there's a lot of genres that the artists are, are speaking about, rapping about, singing about, and a lot of that comes from the, their space, their community that they're in. And being a part of this program has allowed me to meet people like Amanda, different artists around the city that all share different stories about the same place. And you begin to see when students perform their work, how they impact other students. That's why you hear a lot of snaps, you hear claps, like that's, everyone's in unison understanding that. And I think when you see that, you're able to see how music can move people, how art can move people, and make them wanna you know, help out. And so I think Amanda can maybe speak a little bit about that through her poetry. <laughs> Her, her spoken word, her artist. Thank you for that, Ali. Um, <laughs> I think uh, just to reiterate what I kind of said is important. Like we're sharing our stories. These are our lived experiences, our shared experiences. When we come from these backgrounds, we want to be able to connect and relate to one another in a very meaningful way and also a very um, uh, transparent way, right? Um, and I feel like activism is exactly that. Like we talk about social justice issues all the time and this is gonna be a quick plug to activating artivism uh, or formerly known as activating artivism, now known as activating art, a movement in social justice. So we have like, we, we are experiencing racism, classism, um, reproductive rights, things that are being taken away from us on a day-to-day -day basis. These students are living these experiences. And I think that by utilizing our voice, like we said, heighten our voices to raise our voices, right? It's like when we use our, these stories, we're not only painting a narrative of like what is true to us, but also for other people to relate to that as well. And for me, activism is really like on the day-to-day -day groundwork, you know, what is policy and you know, um, gathering people, um, rallying people around a certain cause, but I feel like art is the same thing. Like the great Nina Simone has said, like our duty as artists is to reflect the times in which we live in. That is a form of activism. And we need to utilize our art as a form of protest. Hmm. 
And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this, Amanda. Um, you are a very accomplished spoken word artist. Uh, you work with wonderful young people. What have you learned um, working with the students? That they're brave and that they're paying very, very close attention. Um, I know that sometimes as adults, like we sometimes think that we know it all. Um, but in fact, we don't. Like These kids are coming into a generation of social media, technology, all of these things that I'm an 80s baby, but um, I, we didn't have these types of resources um, available to us. And watching how you know brave they are with standing up for anything that they see an injustice about, to be able to share their story, to want to talk to each other and give each other advice and encouragement and motivation, as I kind of said, that's so inspiring to like see. And it kind of makes you think, like, well, why are we so um, removed as adults from doing what we see these, these students doing. What are the current goals at 617 Peak? Uh, right now we're focused on expanding uh, to reach more students in the, in the inner city. And that goes through working with uh, Boston Public Schools to be able to just have a more consistent presence uh, within the city and continuing to fine tune what we're doing and grow it uh, so we can have uh, you know more educators, more students on a consistent basis that are we're workshopping with, we're bringing on retreats, um, we're able to build more of a community because that's what, uh, for me, I know we mentioned the, you know, being a professional athlete, one of the things I really, I know I had uh, was a community, right? The summer tournaments, I know anytime I walk out the door to any tournament, I'm probably going to see 50 to 70 people that, that I, I actually know. And I think the coolest part of what we've been able to build so far is that we have an artist community. So students know if they need, they, if they got music dropping, they have a group chat to send it to. They have people to pull up if they want to record a, a music video, but they have support. And I think the more work we do and the better job we do, the more that grows and then the more people within the city um, are connected and students are connected. What are you most proud of that you've accomplished at 617 Peak? Right now, I would say in 2022, uh, we had the largest youth open mic in Massachusetts and we had uh, about 150 people down Dudley um, at Hibernian Hall and that was something that was big because it brought you know a lot of community members uh, around to see a lot of the students and we had a lot of youth in attendance and then I would say um, right out shortly after that we brought students on a retreat to Brook School so we had about 15 students. Um, they dedicated the whole day to come down. We had fellow artists, Amanda Shea. Mm -hmm. We had Avenue, um, Dion Chase, uh, Aunt Bell, uh, one of my, uh, the current CFO of 617 Peak, uh, Trey Robinson. He's big in real estate. And we were able to kind of put together a whole day for them to focus on workshopping. That, and then, but really, you know, we had kids that did music videos. Um, they were able to just see a different space outside of Boston and see the type of um, academic environments that are available to them. And so I, those are people that helped me grow personally, and I was proud that um, I was able to, the students were able to get, their, get that impact from them as well. And I would say lastly, uh, right now, um, we're, in, we're obviously doing the interview, and we have a group of students here, and we have uh, summer jobs uh, we, this summer for students. And we have like 18 students that we've, we got office space, and we have a video team. We have a, uh, a marketing team, uh, outreach team, and these are, and a majority of them are students that are in the program. Some that are graduating out, uh, going into school, 
and I'm proud to say that like hearing them say, hey, I want to be able to work during the school year to like help because I know more kids need 617 Peak, more kids need people like Amanda, more kids people need people like Avenue or, or Ant to help and influence them. That means the most to me and being able to bring a lot of the students to environments like this where they can see like BNN's literally like right in the heart. Right. Um, so yeah, Amanda, what do you, what, what's your favorite? I think I'm most proud of you and the infrastructure of 617 Peak, like coming in and watching this basically from infancy stages to where it's at now and being able to implement all these different programs. I mean, to do a retreat with all these kids is really, really cool. And then on top of that, also seeing it grow into summer jobs. I think the other part of it for the students is watching them grow and evolve and grow up with them, if you will. Right. Um, like I kind of just said, we have people who are graduating out. And when we say graduating out, not graduating into another grade, into high school, like graduating into college. Mm. Um, and for them to want to come back or stay involved, I should say, while they're doing what they need to do um, for college, it's it's incredible because they understand, like, I needed this, so I want to ensure that other people are able to get this too. And for me personally... I'm a mom. I have I have two boys of my own, but it also helped a lot with developing um, a relationship that's more stronger with my own children to be able to look at them outside as individuals, as opposed to just looking at them from a mother perspective and telling them what to do. They have allowed me to see them from their own voice, hear them from their own voice, experience from their own um, experiences and I think that's beautiful it's it's inspired me in my work as well as just made me a better person and how can viewers learn more about 617 peak and get involved uh, they can check out uh, our website at 617peak.org Instagram Twitter um, at 617peak uh, we we're, we're working on updating everything and, and posting a calendar for people to come to our events Thanks for tuning in, Boston. That's our broadcast for tonight. For BNN News, I'm Faith Mafadon, and I'll see you next Friday. How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? I need some real reparations. Or oh, I run up in your bank just for recreation. Dedication, hard work, plus patience. To some more of my sacrifice, I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting. Told One, you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying.